Cross Yes Podcast, which is Elm here so. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes. And now, another installment in the Cross Yes Confessionals. Hey, Cross Yas listener. Happy June to you. Back with another episode, episode 119 of the Cross Yas podcast, and it's another good one. Returning to my regularly scheduled Wednesday episode drop, and it's the return of the Cross Yas confessional, where I read to you someone who is willing to share their story. Typically, I save my Cross Yas confessionals for longer, full-length episodes, but I'm going to try something different. Trying to extend the longevity of this podcast and change things up a bit. So I'm doing these shorter episodes, like a mini episodes of sorts, with these cross yas confessionals. Might be a recurring thing, like maybe once a month from now on? We'll see. Problem is, I don't have many left in the vault, so if you have your own cross yas confessional and want to help me make this become a recurrent segment, you can email me, Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com. You can also hit me up on our Discord, the cross yas confessional, which can be found on our website www.crossyaspodcast.com and well let's get a convo going even if that means you do a curious convo too where you know we just chat so if you don't want to write out your story like this one i'm about to read to you in this episode well again let's talk but today's cross yas confessional comes from a crossdresser by the name of kb and this well this is kb's story kb writes hi giselle I'm writing you this email because I feel like I have to tell my story. And after listening to your podcast in the last couple weeks, about one third through the list, I wanted to send this to you. You've had a variety of guests on that I really identified with in some way or another. So thank you for giving these people a voice without judgment. Well, up front, let me talk a little bit about myself. I'm about to turn 45 years old in a couple days. I know I've been a crossdresser since maybe five, but I unfortunately grew to be six foot two with the body of a lumberjack crossed with a Wookiee from Star Wars in terms of body hair. The only real benefits are that my super long, dark eyelashes need no mascara to look dark. As for my love life, well, I'm married to a wonderful woman of 25 years and we have two adult children still living at home. My wife had no knowledge of my cross-dressing up until about seven years ago. Because I had pushed it down mentally and played the manly man to myself as well as others. Lots of testosterone and grunting, but that wasn't really me. Don't want them hanging around guys like us. Oh, you don't want to have around guys uh, like that. Uh, no but that suppression caused me to have an eventual mental breakdown while on a long drive for service work for the company I worked for at the time. I had no radio, so I let my thoughts drift and I stumbled across some harsh truths. It was winter and nearly Christmas. I sat there, in my work van, on the side of the road, in the middle of nowhere, for nearly an hour, crying uncontrollably. I knew something was building up for a while, but my mental blocks kept me from thinking about it. I thought a lot about that day. Maybe it was a midlife crisis that I was dealing with? I don't know. I was really unable to talk more than a couple of words for a few days after that, or give much eye contact, and let's just say my wife was very concerned. When I finally did, when I finally opened up to my wife, we had lots of long talks on walks out of earshot from the kids. I should back up a bit here and give some history about myself. See, I knew I liked girly things since about age five. 
My mom used to dry her pantyhose in the one bathroom we had, and I remember trying them on, but then getting in trouble for that and having a wooden spoon broken against my backside because of the spanking I got as punishment. I was confused since my mom liked watching shows like Bosom Buddies on television. Bosom Buddies, for those who don't know, was a cross-dressing show in the 80s which featured a young Tom Hanks. I remember a pretty blue dress my mother owned. It had a little flower print on it. Of course I was caught wearing it, which meant, well, another wooden spoon broken on my ass. I recall another time when my little sister got her nails painted by my mom. When no one was looking, I remember stealing the tiny bottle of nail polish. A few days later, my parents found that nail polish bottle in my room. This led to my room being stripped of everything, leaving only the bed and my dresser. I then had to endure my dad reading Bible quotes every night for the duration of a grounding, until they got bored, I guess. We moved to a new house after, and I got to live in the basement. I started collecting clothes and any magazines of pretty girls in them, and would stash them into the walls where I thought no one would find them. I was wrong, and got spanked by my dad, which he now chose to do barehanded. I couldn't sit for days. Around 11 years of age, I was sent to a church camp where I was molested by one of the older kids, nearly raped if I can believe what he said he was about to do. Fortunately, I escaped and was able to lock myself in the bathroom, but just barely. He got sent home early while I was made to stay, surrounded by people who knew what happened. There was a lot of hands-on praying. This made me feel worse, as I'm a severe introvert and don't really like being touched, in general, by others. To this day, I still don't like being in groups of more than four. Any bigger than four and I get uncomfortable and tend to flee. Around the age of 12, I found a bunch of Playboy and Penthouse magazines in the woods, stuffed into an old car. I hid these better, or so I thought. My parents found some of them, including a bra I had taken from the neighbor's drying line. This time, I was given a speech about how two light bulbs put together can't make light nor can two light bulb sockets, and the light is where you have to be to go to heaven. My room was stripped yet again. This time, my mom's church pastor came over every day to sermon me for a while. I didn't like him, he was creepy, and he liked putting his hands on me. I had stopped going to church at this point. I remember getting a copy of a Queen album, but that was short-lived. It was banned by my parents because one of them remembered that Freddie Mercury was gay and anything else that seemed slightly suspicious or possibly devil worship was chucked and thrown away. I was kept on a short leash for a few months. We lived way out in the country, about 10 miles from the nearest store, so it was not like I could go anywhere, except on foot. It was about this time when I would sneak off to where the nudie magazines were hidden, also around the same time when I discovered masturbation. That scared the shit out of me when stuff started coming out. No one had really talked about what sex was to me, and masturbation was a sin in our household. Around the same time, maybe a year later, I accidentally discovered anal play, which felt good, but scared the hell out of me because my only sources of knowledge of this was from articles in the adult magazines that I had read from cover to cover. My conclusion was only women and gays liked anal play, and I definitely liked the girls, but I was just way too shy to ask one out. A year later, someone who I thought was my friend, when I spent the night over at his place, he got naked and sneaked up behind me with an erection. He talked about what he was wanting to do to me, keeping me in a bear hug. 
I got out as he tried to push my pants down, so I grabbed my shoes and ran home the few miles in the middle of the night. My parents never knew about that experience. I couldn't go through that whole mess again with them. I burned all my girl clothes the next day while my parents were at work, because in my head, this was all my fault. The two guys must have sensed that I liked girl stuff. I thought to myself, I'll get rid of it all and have no more issues. But of course, that didn't stick. I continued experimenting with whatever I could find or make over the next few years. I got my driver's license and tried asking out a couple girls. For the most part, I struck out. Once again, I wondered if they could see that side of me and not feel repulsed. I then got set up on a date with a girl that went to another school. We had fun, but I didn't agree with her smoking. We made out a bunch. There was some mutual masturbation, but we never had sex which she was pissed about. Once, when we were at her house, her mom left us alone and had given her a bunch of condoms, but I knew I wasn't quite ready for that. I remember she told me she wanted to doll me up and turn me into a pretty girl. This kind of excited me and scared me at the same time. What if someone were to find out, I thought to myself. When I asked her why she wanted to doll me up, she basically said, Well, since I won't give her sex, that I was probably gay, and we should go cruising around for guys to blow. I heard that, and I was out of that house so fast. I broke up with her over the phone the next day. Then, two days later, I found out she had been giving blowjobs under her school bleachers in exchange for pot almost the entire time we had been together. I was so fucked up about relationships at this point. But luckily, porn was still a refuge. I found my dad's VHS porn tapes, made copies with my VCR in my room, and would masturbate to all the lesbian stuff late at night when everyone else had gone to bed. At 18, I got invited to a girl's birthday party by a mutual friend. I had been crushing on this girl for a long time, but I was so scared to approach her. Well, we hit it off, and apparently she too had been crushing on me for a few years. This mutual crushing resulted in us marrying one another as she became my now wife and the mother of my two boys. Before I moved out of my parents' house, I once again burned all my girl clothes and porn. My soon-to-be wife I knew couldn't handle this stuff based on her past comments about things on TV and such. Besides, I was going to be married and have all the sex I ever wanted. On our wedding day, both my parents approached my newlywed wife and thanked her for not making me gay anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? I was never gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I've got some gay friends and family members and I've never had a problem with who they are. I'm just too introverted to let them know that I like female clothes. About a couple of months into our marriage, my wife surprised me by saying she wanted to use a strap-on and do a little role reversal. I panicked because I was in a manly mode and I feared old habits might return. So I declined, stating nothing goes near my back door. She laughed it off. In retrospect, this would have been the perfect time to come clean, but I didn't. Sometime that next year, we got dial-up internet, and honestly, I never even thought about porn on the internet. I mean, I had a small porn stash out in the garage, but the internet was new, and I one day realized I could search for porn online. These were the days before Google, and Internet Explorer was popular. At the time, Internet Explorer had a built-in search bar on the side. I spent weeks looking up the term transsexuals because it was new and some part of me found great excitement in it. 
This whole idea that there were people out there doing what I wanted to do and look how I wanted to look like, yeah, I wanted that. I only realized this much, much later. What I didn't realize was that Internet Explorer kept track of your web browser history. So of course, I got busted. My wife was pregnant with our first child at the time, but I was determined to make this work. So we went to couples counseling and we came out stronger. But at this point, I had buried my pension for dressing so deep, you would have needed to tunnel to the center of the earth to see it. Fast forward a bit, things got good, we had our second child, and then purchased our first fixer-upper house. The porn thing tended to only occur when on work trips, and there were a lot of them for weeks at a time. It was the work that kept piling on the stress. I was working for a place building industrial control software, traveling all over the country by myself, and any mistake could cost hundreds of millions of dollars, or worse, lives. And I was the only one to work on the software. I cracked after 15 years of that. When I let my wife know that I had been a cross-dresser and that it was a part of me, the usual questions surfaced. Was I gay? Was I wanting to transition and such? The answer is no, by the way, to both of those questions. And I told my wife, although I had seen gay porn before, it does absolutely nothing for me. I just really enjoy femininity. That's all. She had more questions, but mostly she felt hurt that I couldn't have told her years ago that I had been hiding something as big as this. There were weeks of just talking to one another, answering the questions as best as I could. I didn't have all the answers, of course. I was still looking and searching inward. I had admitted that I had been close to suicide a few times, but the thought of leaving her alone with two kids to support kept me from getting any further down that rabbit hole. After all, I have responsibilities. We talked about therapy for me to help unpack some of this, but we were money poor at the time, so it was put on hold for another day, a someday. I talked her into getting fully dressed to show her what KB would look like, and she agreed, but on one condition, that I can't shave my beard. At this point, I didn't have any clothes myself, because I had purged them all by throwing them away or burning them. So one day, I decided to get ready for her, but I didn't have anything. So I borrowed a French maid's outfit from my wife that she wore once, and also a pair of 3-inch open-toe pumps that I had to mash my men's size 12 feet into. I also shaved my legs, I did my nails, and hid under a blanket because I was scared for her to see me. She got home from shopping and was already flustered. She's not really a people person. And I wanted to chicken out, but she got impatient and said, Well, are you going to show me? So, I did. Her reaction was mixed. I think she wanted to laugh, but saw that it was uncontrollably shaking all over my body. She took pity on me and we had a fun spin in the bedroom. Afterward, she told me to never ever wear any of her clothes again, which was fair. She gave me a couple hand-me-downs, but also let me know that she doesn't find my other side, my KB side, attractive to her. That was the only time I fully dressed in front of her. There have been partial times she likes my legs and stockings, sometimes, and sometimes panties. Small underwear does make my package look bigger. I purchased more clothes, but when she saw me in a pretty lace padded bra, she didn't say anything. But I saw it in her face. She was extremely upset with it and me. Maybe because I was moving too fast? Later, she told me that when I dress up, it makes her feel bad. 
like she had failed as a woman, and because she also struggles with weight. Although I'm not slim by any means, I can fit into slimmer clothes than her, and it makes her self-esteem drop to almost nothing when she sees that. It's true, cuter clothes usually only come in smaller sizes. I purged almost everything, including breast forms, the cheap type, that I never got to wear. This also made her upset for the waste of money afterward. I built up a little over time, but nothing that can't fit into a single 12 by 12 storage cube. Since coming out to my wife, we have come to a stability of sorts. We do manicures to each other weekly. Oh my god, it's like an itch she didn't know was there. We do mud masks sometimes. I window shop with her. I paint her nails. Sometimes she will paint mine. And sometimes, when I can get the courage, I'll ask her to put makeup on me. We also play with each other's hair and such. I think I've gotten into sewing, making jackets, and tops and corsets. Making her clothes has been fun, and I've sold a few items. I think she and I have become closer friends because of it. See, she doesn't really have any friends other than me. Her parents moved around too much for her to want to reach out to others, and as a result, it was difficult for her to make lasting friends. So sometimes, I'm her best friend slash husband, and sometimes I step into the role as a girlfriend to do the you go girl thing that's been missing in her life. I joined crossdressers.com not long after I came out to my wife as I was looking to get any answers about myself. And it was the first place that didn't sexualize any of this. I could never think of a femme name when joining because I'm just me, no matter how I dress or what mood I'm in. So I signed up as Kinky Boots, yes, good movie and musical, I've made a friend or two, one of which keeps wanting to meet up when they visit my town to visit their relatives. Part of my agreement with my wife is that dressing stays home. She knows about me signing up to crossdressers.com, but doesn't want me giving out my real name. I've asked her to visit the site and read up on it, because there are lots of wives who are on there to help support her, but she doesn't feel like she would like to visit that site. I don't post too often, but for the most part, they are supportive. I don't feel like we are in a D-A-D-T, don't ask, don't tell relationship. I mean, she knows. I mean, we joke about it a bunch. She's caught me cleaning makeup off my face and smiles and gives me an all-knowing, all-loving wink. Personal time to myself has been severely limited this last year with everyone home all the time. Yeah, a house full of introverts who never go hang out with friends, but hey, no COVID for us. I'm not out with our boys, but they are not dumb. And my wife suspects they know. We are able to work from home, which I'm glad we could. But my tote has been growing dust. And since finding your podcast, it has been on my mind quite a bit lately. Sorry if this is just me rambling. I realized reading back over this that there was a lot more to my story. But I didn't want to write a novel. It did feel good to tell it though. I know my email address gives away my real name. But if you could just keep that part quiet. I've debated on creating a temporary email account for this for a couple of days now, but decided to trust you, which is very hard for me to reach out like this. Thank you, KB. Now, after reading this email from KB and me telling KB how amazing her story was, I asked her if I could share her story, and like all of the cross yas listener, I asked her to let me know if I could do anything else for her, and she sent me an update a couple days later. This was KB's response. Hi, Giselle. I'm listening through my Audible account, and it's playing your episodes backwards, newest to oldest. I just started the Halloween episode yesterday, and so far, I've loved every episode, even the political ones. 
After all, what happens in DC and our local government affects us all. I actually think it should be part of the podcast every so often to talk about the latest issues. I think I neglected to mention where I'm from. Currently, I work slash live in a purple slash reddish part of Washington state, and people's views here are pretty conservative on everything. Being the odd blue voter here, it feels suppressing to voice my own thoughts. Over a year ago, one of my oldest son's good friends got outed at school, transitioning to be male. The person who did it was an employee of the school and had no idea that they were wrong to do it. My wife, myself, and my boys were very upset about this. Of course, we did what we could to get the records updated to reflect his preferred gender and his new name, but it was a tremendous fight with others to get this to happen. Eventually, the only thing that worked was the idea that a lawsuit could come out of this. I don't want to get into too many details of this since it might still be an ongoing thing. In the next three-ish years, we plan to finish updating the house and put it on the market. If a job opens up on the coast, up near Port Angeles, we might consider a move sooner. I've been told there was a huge gathering of crossdressers and transgender people in May of each year there, called Esprit. With Port Angeles being a much more open community, I might try to break out of my shell a little. If the neighbor sees me in a mini dress, then so be it. Where we live now can be scary. My neighbor across the street still flies his, he should not be named, flag or Confederate cross still. He talks about hanging Dems, queers, and anyone non-white every time he sees me working in my front yard. I try to avoid him. I don't want anyone thinking that we associate with him at all. Unfortunately, he is not alone in this town, and I've had to work for a few that have had similar ideas. Part of me says if we leave, then there are four less votes in this area that must fight for equality. But the other part of me wants to be someplace where no one cares what I wear, in a perfect world. I told my wife not long ago that I was jealous of her and other women, as they can wear anything from dresses to men's clothes and no one would blink an eye. But it's not socially acceptable the other way around, most of the time. Plus, women's fashion is much more diverse than men's. Me and my wife's biggest complaint about women's clothes are the lack of pockets, I mean, what the fuck. Sizing is all over the place, and not really based on any actual measurements, including shoes. So really, you just have to find a brand that fits and stick with it for the most part. Everything I have designed for my wife has always included pockets and fit her measurements correctly. Sometimes I'll alter her store-bought clothes to fit her better. Sorry for rambling on again. I don't need much right now, just someone to talk to once in a while. So please share my story, as there might be others out there with similar backgrounds. Hopefully this might help them know that they are not alone. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. It's greatly appreciated. KB. BTW, by the way, we did pick up a strap-on eventually, and oh my god, it is amazing. It only comes out a couple times a year and takes a lot of concentration to achieve orgasm on its own. But holy hell, is it worth it. Thank you so much, KB, for telling that story. And again, what a story it was. I mean, yas to everything KB said, and I really do hope you, KB, if you're listening, you get out there, get out of that town, and be the best version of yourself. You deserve it. I mean, Port Angeles and Esprit sounds like a whole lot of fun. For all you other cross yas listeners, KB is a resilient son of a bitch, and many things could have derailed her and her path to being her best self, but she kept at it, and she was able to reach out to me, and I'm so grateful I got to share 
her story. Again, if you related to KB's story and have your own story that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender related, and you want to share it with me, or the Cross Yas listener, well, you can. Hit me up again, Giselle, at crossyaspodcast.com, or reach out to me on our Discord, the Cross Yas Confessional, which can be found on our crossyaspodcast.com website. I'd love to interview you if you prefer that, and I'd love to literally give you a voice to you and the lovely Cross Yas listener so they can hear it as well. But that's all for this episode. Remember, nobody cares. Do whatever you want, wear whatever you want, within reason, and know that, well, I'll always be here for you. I love you, and I want you to succeed, so seriously, just tell me what you need. I'm sure you are enjoying this podcast, so what better way to help me out than to tell someone else about this podcast? Whoever you think might find this podcast helpful, well, let them know about it. If you found this episode useful, or any episode I posted here, like, if you found it good, then imagine what it could do for others. So reach out and tell them about the Cross Yas podcast and tell them that, well, Giselle sent you. But that's it for real. I keep rambling on. Until next time, as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.